It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Hey yo, good morning America, good morning Erica, who gave me good head while watching Good Morning America, good day New- Episode 93 of View From 202, after a three, uh, no, third win in a row, uh, 2-1 over the Colorado Rapids, we have uh, Peaches, Sam, and Britt. Poochette! <laughs> And and oh, Kyle. gotcha! Damn, gotcha! Spooked you. I thought I thought we were. I was wondering why you're just standing behind the bushes over there. I thought you were Peaches' kid. Or hey something. guys, my name is Poussette. <laughs> I do birthday parties. I do Copa Libertadores. Um, yeah, I'm available. You know, uh, just come out and get me. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll take I'll take your card. Yeah, Thank thanks you. a lot. You know, just tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Tell Dennis Hamlet. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Dennis Hamlet. Right. How much are your rates? Yeah. Uh, I could go for either thirteen million dollars or five million dollars plus a fifty percent sell-on fee, and uh, or I could go for sixty-nine million dollars. Wow. I have to admit, I'm I'm I'm, I'm slightly spooked. But this is mo- mostly not so much scary as it is just abnormal. You know. I have to admit, abnormal opening to view from 202 well, anyway by now Pissette, uh but we actually have a fourth uh guest on today i got tired of saying the regular crew so many times without realizing we actually need a point of contrast for that if i'm actually going to keep saying that but uh we have uh mls banter of the week and complete sellout <laughs> now i love banter i like banter from multiple people obviously twitter is a good way to give banter. But I give the credit to the New York Red Bull fan, energy drink, soccer liker, or at AlexJS85. On on the show is the fourth mic today. How's it going? Hey, welcome. Did you see Poussette? That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. I just saw this, like, strange, balding, like, fat man walk by me just now in a red turtleneck. Yeah, and he just threw a soccer ball, right? Yeah, I was just surprised that this guy could, you know, just be a starter on Huracan and just be Mm -hmm. so great, even though he's just an obese man in a red turtleneck. Yeah, he had a couple couple just little tiny things of hair that seemed to have been poorly dyed blonde. Yeah. But, yeah, very very abnormal. Silver fox. Did you touch him? Uh, No, but he did touch me. Yeah. Wow, in a way, we've all been touched. <laughs> Pusetta uh, Watch is, is well, it's always been on in our hearts. We'll just leave it for that. But it's officially on. Maybe, yeah. Again. But we'll leave that for later. We're, gonna, we're actually going to go back to three segments this episode. Remember when we used to do that? We actually used to do that maybe slightly more often than not on this show. But uh, we're going to do three segments. First one's going to be recap of Colorado. Second one is going to be a very important piece of media it's criticism. Really yeah. And some other uh, just kind of housekeeping, taking in some stock about the Rebel season so far. And the third one is going to be looking towards uh, Atlanta this coming Sunday. First things first, though, Colorado, 2-1 win. Third win in a row at elevation. We now have 18 points, record 6-3. and three. Uh, Pretty good game, right? To PPG. Two points per game. We've hit that that hallowed plateau. Magical threshold. Yeah. Um, yet at the same time, I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead. I feel like this is, despite all those good things, kind of kind of kind of a boring game. If I'm being, if I'm keeping it a hundred with you, or if I'm keeping it real with you, chief, kind of boring. <laughs> I mean, I, I I guess that's what happens when you score so early. Again, yeah. Again, this yeah. is our. Did I? Am I remembering correctly that this is our seventh goal? 
in in uh, the first 15 minute, minutes of a game? Or is it our eighth? Do we have seven going into this? Something in that range. I think we wow. lead MLS in that. Uh, but it is. We also lead MLS in goals, right? Or goal differential at least. I think we're, yeah. we tied with Atlanta. We're pretty close. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, the. Uh, Get right, get off right on the scoreboard right off from the bat, and like I don't I don't know how much to uh, you know chalk up this uh, goal to. It's just like throw in Bradley puts in a great cross, and Royer races to the near post and beats the guy one zero just like that. Does Mario get a secondary assist? That's a that? good question. I feel like for a throw in, yeah, that's a good question. I feel like we've seen it happen before. That would be the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. But yeah. would, I would not put it past MLS to make that yeah. into a secondary I feel like it's, it's a judge, judgment call, right? Yeah. I would assume so. To my knowledge, Mario does not get the secondary assist. I'm fine with that, by the way, if he didn't. No, this is my new... Uh, <laughs> this is my I mean, new, we got to get real here. Ca- cause celeb is uh, is demanding that Mario get credited for that second, oh, secondary yeah. assist. Yeah, yeah. I'm, this is the hill I'm dying on. Yeah. Um, uh, second goal, second half. Uh, Super sub Derek Etienne puts on a goal that was always and always remains onside, never in doubt. From none other than Alex Muil. Other super sub. Yeah, double super sub action. This uh, is the notorious VAR goal, though. Yeah, of the week. But absurd. Kind of answering our question, our open question from earlier weeks. Yes, we've been talking about VAR. A weird amount this year even when it didn't directly affect our games but somebody the other week was wondering you know what's going to happen one of these times where like a play a goal a play that ends in a goal happens and there's a murky point where it's unclear whether the the play is whistled dead and it keeps continuing when is it dead and we kind of got the answer this week because the flag goes up yet yeah, when Etienne scores yes but the whistle's never blown until after yeah yeah so as long as that's a consistent rule i'm fine with this now here's here's the thing though i think a lot of people were talking about is this clear and obvious as though like people really care well, can about we... var but I, I think the thing is like if he never whistled it off then right it's the the goal is the one that stands that and is it's the, clear and obvious right. to overturn it that's right? the call on the field right? right is the goal i think so kind, but yeah do you never point to to where he's supposed no, to point. No, I guess it kind of occupied a weird middle zone. But he also never called the offside. Right. So I think what was what the case was when it got reviewed was that it was a play that was not called dead. The entirety of the play did happen, but they were just waiting on whether to make the call, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's if it's like the linesman, assistant ref, you know, it's always the case where they're when they put the flag up, even when they're calling a foul on the end line or on the sideline, it's just a suggestion right. to the ref. And right. Usually they go by it. But in this case the ref thought he saw enough where he wasn't sure if he could mm-hmm. make that call. And I think this is kind of the thing where it's like now the refs will almost be like anticipating getting some information from the VAR. And then they'll they won't necessarily just go with the call. Right. So in this case, I think it was right. You know, they did the whole like like satellite telemetry thing with the 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 call later on on the on the photograph. But oh yeah, the offside modeling. Or yeah. yeah. And and it was it you know it was pretty right. And when you watch the play, it was like even. Yeah. Um, and you're supposed to give the advantage to the attacker. I would I would think so. So also, I feel like this is yet another still shot you have where, like, 
you can you have to remind like where the the line on the top of the 18 was perpendicular with your vision yeah but the ball was further ahead of it so you have to like try to scoot your eyes leftward a little bit yeah because the you can see there's a slant so you think it may look because of that 18 yard line being even it may look per- perpendicular but it's actually not keep that in mind when you're looking yeah at this it. is like early like renaissance paintings when they're still trying to figure out perspective <laughs> and they're kind of like getting better at it and they Etienne just the, figured it out yeah you know? they had to draw the grid on the ground and yeah they're like no yeah. it's it's a flourish right it's, yeah, it's like the yeah. villa diale yeah I, I did notice this week that a lot of players waited or like let the ball go out for a corner in case they might get a var call this week that we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that did annoy me with uh, a certain game that got a handball called off. Oh, we'll the talk bar about this game later. Yeah. Where noticeably against the same team last week, when there were two handballs against them, we were ordered to take the throw in immediately, unless yeah. starting with the yellow card. But that one, it's like, oh, we got like thirty minutes to pause, and like, no, we're gonna refuse to take the corner as long as we can. Yeah. yeah. So that was annoying. But uh, Bobby Warshaw had a bit of an accident on uh, instant ana- the instant analysis show um, with a fight with uh, Matt Doyle about this, which I thought was interesting. Where uh, I-, I thought it was an interesting um, dispute, though, because I think Bobby ends up insisting that the default is that you know the flag is authoritative, which he's wrong. The flag is not the wow. authoritative call. Doyle's right about that. But then Doyle said that you see referees call off assistant referees all the time that's not necessarily correct but, you, but you, the you've idea seen is it. correct yeah, yeah. It's right. the precedent is is established yeah. yeah it's a thing so the goal stands congrats to Derek I think Derek uh, if he had enough minutes to qualify um, for the stat he would be among the top five I believe in the league for goals and assists per 90 mm-hmm. um, so not bad to have on your list here we thought this entire time Kaku was gonna be the next Verone. Really, it's Derek. Yeah, or I guess as you were saying right before we turned on the mics, this is maybe what Anatola Bong was supposed to be this whole time, super sub uh, extraordinaire. Uh, but yeah, that's what Sam was saying, right? Yeah. Yep. But only Anatola Bong. Yeah. Nobody else. <laughs> the um, but that that second goal ends up being the game-winning goal, as we kind of concede we concede one at the end. Uh, which I, honestly, it's like kind of similar to the uh, the first goal we scored a little bit. Where it's, I don't know how much deep analysis to do. Uh, it looks like we we're all kind of gassed and like lightheaded. Uh, Mario, who had taken a knock and did not see him himself, and maybe should have come off, uh, kind of gets outrun or, or outmuscled onto a ball that gets slid in. Robles makes the save, and then McBean puts away the uh, the rebound. Uh, and that was it, though. No more, no more goals on the night. We get out of Colorado uh, with a win for the first time in a while. Nice mm. three points. Eleven years. No one will yeah. let us forget it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> Keep in mind, though, I don't know if it's been said. We should go out of our way to say that that uh, we only play there every other year. Right. So we haven't lost there or we haven't not won there for 11 years don't, in a row. Don't <laughs> say stuff like, it's 11 years, Chris. <laughs> 11 years. It's longer. Is, it's yeah. one year longer than I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12. <laughs> wow. 
You you messed up the math on that. <laughs> it's because he's twelve. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm yeah. twelve. I was better at math than that. When I was oh right, no, yeah, I've been. Yeah. I'll, wait, hold up. You'd be ten. I'm t- I'm ten. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here I thought that was part of the bit, but okay. Thank guys, you, Peaches, for ruining it. I'm ten. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, three on the trot, a lot of like. Should we just go straight to goat and woat? I really don't. Yeah, I don't want to talk yeah, about this game that much. Yeah, I was, I was, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, uh, I think Derek said in postgame, this is a game that we might have not won in previous years. And it seems like the consensus around the different uh, analysis, I don't know, places, is that uh, this is kind of win that good teams get even when it's kind of unremarkable mm-hmm. i agree mm-hmm. yep goatist i'm gonna go with bwp for the assist yeah that was a good assist good vision um actually i don't know i think the he just virtues the, ball in. the virtues of the no look pass though just trusting that someone would be there we'll be there I, like yeah. it. I don't know otherwise i'd give it to, to derek to be completely honest um I, I want to give an honorable mention, I guess de facto goat to Royer because mm-hmm. put one in and then also had a great chance to uh, uh, Tyler Adams, who should have oh, yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. finished bagged that. that. That's true. He was uh, very close to mention that. But I feel like he's coming back into form and like we've done very well thus far with him not being in like peak form or like I think everybody here like or like in the fan base thinks peak form is like his game uh, like the that, that stretch Minnesota. where it was like Minnesota and then uh, who else did we play? Was it Sa- was it San Jose? Yeah, it was like we that San that Jose, strip yeah. where we just like massacred a bunch of teams. Went like three nothing, four nothing, four one, and he scored a ton of goals. And I feel like everyone identifies that as like peak Royer. You and know I, what? I feel like we're actually getting to that. We're playing yeah. better teams, or we're playing we're in tougher matchups. You know what? Mm. I will say to that is this team does desperately need someone who just shits on shitty teams. That's true. Like we we seem to turn up and score against like good teams who want to play, but if there's someone who just like gets these goals against mediocre teams, we we don't really have that. Well, yeah. it's one like Carlos Rivas against Portland. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. just utter sheer disrespect. It, yeah. it, I feel like it's less respect. Yeah, I need less respect. It, it, right. It's like one thing against like when we're at home, but even on the road against a shit team. Like, yeah, like that. That still says something. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think it's becoming more and more clear that Royer is the second striker position yeah. rather than a winger. Also interesting that, that two two guys that scored, Etienne and Royer, I feel like kind of often play the same kind of role yep. as each other, mm-hmm. and they also combine, combine well with each other. So I also want to say on the uh, uh, Etienne goal, um, Muil actually could successfully cross the ball in very well, which that, his, Ooh, yeah, that was yeah. his nightmare early in the season. But also, looking at it, I, I realized I was taking for granted uh, Kaku, who slots in the ball to Muil. It's a, it's not a world-breaking pass. It's fairly routine. But the way that he receives the ball, turns, and immediately just uh, shoves it down there, I think it's easy to look at that and be like, yeah, actually, previous incarnations of this team wouldn't have done that. Like Sasha would have dribbled it up a little bit more, dawdled around the edge. It's energy drinks. They would have yeah, yeah, passed it back and forth around the it's top. just kind of like Kaku got the ball immediately and was like, oh, yeah, let's do that. It was just so quick. It wasn't necessarily, you know, uh, world-breaking in its vision, but very, very quick and efficient. So, Alex? Uh, I'm going to give it to Baldomero Toledo. Ooh. <laughs> was he the VAR? He was the VAR. 
And, uh, wow. you know, he's usually screwed us over a lot of games, but I think that he was spot on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Etienne was on the entire time. It was beautiful. Thank you, Baldo. You're yeah. the one who slipped in that 20 then? Yeah, yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. And also, uh, hat tip to uh, Ismail Elfath. Elfath. Because this is the way I like, I like to see Vara done. Just consult him in the ear and right. get it over with. Yeah. I don't waste my time with the weird looking at the screen thing for five minutes. Just, exactly. Yeah, trust yeah. the guy. Totally. I like that. You know, the, the assistant ref was not in a great position to make that call and... You yeah, know, just like trust. He was behind experience. the ball. Yeah, exactly. So. Britt, uh, let's go with uh, Aaron Long. Ooh, okay. Strong. Yeah, shouts to yeah. Skronk. Just generally, Wotus is going to be tough, um, but not. It's not canceled in the way it was against City. Yeah, yeah. it's just kind of like was anyone really bad? I don't know. I guess I'll give it to Kamar for not following up on the being I don't and for care. for looking terrifying actually without his hair <laughs> <laughs> we just celebrated his red hair this week and then by the it's time it's like a mastermind yeah. yeah I think that my favorite part about it him shaving was in the match day video Robles has his hand on yeah. top of Kamar's head and he just looks very nervous the entire time I just like how was his head ra- that round it's, this whole time it was like un- it was there the whole time in front of us. Honestly, like, it's it's damn. more of a testament to his hair yeah. than yeah. it is to his hair does wonders. Yeah, it just made his head so much larger. It's like, <laughs> oh my god! But also, but but Felipe shaving his head is somehow so much worse. Yeah, although like, last year that, that was, was that just bad. that's just how you found out how quickly his hair grew because it was like two weeks and all until of a sudden, it was normal yeah. again. It was like a well, short little crop, but you're like, it was like, oh yeah, you'd see highlights and be like, oh yeah, Felipe was bald for a quick second. Yep. But uh, Sam, do you have a wotus? Uh, no, not really. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go I, for. I feel like I wanted a little more out of Tyler Adams, mm. um, which is just kind of it says almost a little bit more about how well he played against City. And it was like how poorly he played against Colorado. Most notably, I wanted to finish the chance chances that he has, uh, you know, in the six yard box. I feel like uh, could have done a little bit better there. Yeah. And if he wants to be that type of player, I don't know. I feel like he needs to be able to finish. Yeah. I think altitude got to everyone this game, though. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's mind kind of went after like the seventy fifth minute. Yeah. Everyone's mind kind of went after like the fifteenth because was, was yeah, kinda, true. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of being a doubter about that going into this week. But now that Jesse said it, and then it was visible, everyone was said like, yeah, it, yeah, everyone was it's talking just like about looking it. at True. it. You would think that Colorado would have like the like insurmountable home record, and they don't. They're just not good, though. Yeah, I mean that one year they were good. <laughs> like, they were unbeaten. They were eleven zero and four. Right. So it's like okay, but they were also pretty good in general. Like but, if Colorado yeah. got their shit together, they can surely make a fortress out of that home, though. Yeah. Get their shit together isn't like get a defense. Yeah. So. Sign Arson Wenger. Yeah, I think they're getting better though. They that's didn't look crazy. Terrible. Thing. Yeah, like oh, I, their tactics against us were pretty good. Yeah, that's the thing; they're getting better as the season goes on, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're gonna be last. I in was, the West, I, I was but. actually impressed by how they were able to switch the play up against us and the way that they, yeah. they made the field seem wider and kind of used stuff to their advantage. Obviously, they didn't have the quality to come up with a W, but I, I think that the way that they so, game plan for it, yeah, yeah. I mean, to I guess to that point, like uh, you know, they do all these things, but. Uh, would you say the same if we hadn't scored in the fifth minute? That's true. 
Because like, I, I feel know. like that's how the game then is dictated by that. It's game entirely. states. Yeah. They may have the kind of season where they're just constantly a little bit worse than every team they play, and they don't get results, which kind of, like, honestly... It reminds me of the Browns and kind of the Jets sometimes where like they get like they're just like they're they're in a lot of games to the end but they end up losing and you can't really complain much. It's like yeah, yeah we were a little bit worse. I feel like the, the Jets, Rapids the are Jets having especially that, yeah, yeah, have that kind of thing where it's like, Well, we're we're pretty good, but yeah, we lost. Like we deserve to lose. Let me just tell you, I cannot wait until the Colorado Vancouver game. That's gonna like <laughs> I'm just gonna wet myself. Vancouver's gonna have to stop playing San Jose for and, and, How many times they played like them like <laughs> five times? This they're year constantly so far. just playing. It's a constantly burning fire. But they're like the, just they're, try, they're just trying to make a rivalry out of it. Yeah, because everybody else in that region yeah, has a rivalry. Ninety percent of MLS games this year have been Vancouver versus San Jose. <laughs> Quick fact: bizarre schedule. But uh, that's actually true. what NASL is now. Yeah, it's, it's just true. San Jose playing Vancouver every week. Yeah, but um, they got relegated. Yeah. <laughs> I just say I was kind of laughing. Apparently, uh, Anthony Hudson, the Rapids coach, has there's a rumor that he would, might take over some championship team in England. I was laughing at that, or maybe even lower. Uh, no, he yeah Premier relegated League. a League One team, uh, Sunderland. They just got relegated. Sunderland got oh, relegated, relegated to League One. Yeah, dude. Okay, never mind. That's oh. less fun. How now. the mighty have fallen. Ugh. You think Josie would have saved them? <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I think that's the only response that deserves. Um, my uh, Alex, do you have a wotus? Oh, man, I, I I kind of agree with Sam. Like, if Tyler wants to make that next step, he kind of has to yeah, finish chances yeah. like that and just kind of take over games like this. I mean, this is like something where if there there was a chance where we could have made this game like three nothing at some point, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, and just kind of like taking some guys out and not have hadn't made it so worrisome kind of late and uh you know but i I think it was more of like the altitude and the team kind of just getting yeah coming off on the on the one hand like i'm glad that he uh, tyler steps up for the big games uh and it's not the other way around where it's like he's just beating down on shitty teams and then just not showing up in, in in the moments that matter which i feel like happens often with this team like every time we go to the playoffs and so hopefully this kind of translates uh into that if if he doesn't grow into that regard Mm -hmm. but 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 you know i guess we'll see yeah i'll i'll i think tyler those are good points about tyler uh i'll give a nod to jesse maybe for yet again another week of hesitance about subbing out one of our fullbacks. But it wasn't Kamar for once. Yeah, it wasn't Kamar. <laughs> yeah, thank Don't God. Uh, but if I'm the Panama head coach, I'm screaming at Jesse this week because, like, they're, what, two weeks away from – a week away from leaving, and Jesse is leaving a visibly limping Kamar, uh, uh, Mario in. Um, so, I don't know. It, it, Part of that, I guess, is just about squad building. We need another depth guy. I know Connor Laid got a, a rehab start with the twos this week, but apparently we need another guy. Well. What's it's, up? What's up with Cutler? Ethan Cutler. He, he was on the roster. He was there. Yeah, yeah right? right. Yeah, he was there. I mean, I don't know. Cool. Um, well, we got a lot left, so should we put a pin in the Colorado Rapids? See, see until next year, I guess. Yeah. Adios. Maybe. Cool. Good luck this weekend. Unless I guess. we play them in MLS Cup yeah, final. For real, yeah, obviously. We are all Colorado yeah, this weekend. This weekend, yeah. Cool. Join us after quick break for honestly the most important piece of content we've ever done. Oh, I'm always waking up too early. Have you seen?
Back to our, our special middle segment of View from Two to this week, where honestly we're we're covering an important analysis Very, of the league. I think this is the most yeah. important inspired thing yeah. happening right now. Inspired by recent events, um, a, a unique star across in our sky this weekend. It was actually the Wario Waluigi Derby, 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 however you like. Uh, and Derby. We we've actually brought on uh, our lead uh, uh, post-structural theorist to uh, <laughs> explain this to us. Well, I would like to say, <laughs> it's my bad, Jack. I've been doing that the last month without even meaning to. Um, just pure ideology. Um, so, Alex, how how is the cursed matchup? Of NYC versus NYCFC versus LAFC, the Waluigi Wario Derby. Well, I really just started thinking about it in a way where LAFC to me was the perfect Waluigi, mm-hmm. in the sense that you know if you if you think about just it um, on its own as a sort of uh, identity or as like the ontology of LAFC, mm-hmm. like its being. Um, there is not really a sort of uh, basis for it um, as a thing in itself, mm-hmm. in the sense that you know, LA, LA as a city, mm. as I've come to understand it, um, having only been there for forty-eight hours, <laughs> but I only consume it through pop culture, and uh, that's the way we know everything these days. So, yeah, um, you know, it's it's a it's a lo- It's kind of a a morass. It's kind of you know sub. It's like. B- neighborhoods bleeding into each other it's areas bleeding into each other that kind of like there's no sort of nexus of it and in fact downtown LA itself is kind of like this void upon which like art like various people mm-hmm. have kind of projected themselves onto it's also very literally on the edge of like the city borders that LAFC holds sacrosanct yeah it's, it's like not actually the center yeah it's, it's, it's this like weird, this liminal zone yeah. and so so kind of like the way that lafc has kind of defined itself as as purely being this through this like geographical chauvinism in a way of just being within these like borders it's kind of uh it, it doesn't make any sense in the context of la in mm-hmm. the sense that you know la galaxy plays like outside of la it doesn't really make a difference right so how do we how do we arrive yeah. at this and it's through our relationship with yeah. NYCFC. Well, I think also it goes back to what we were saying a couple weeks ago, or like across this season so far when we saw them on TV the first time where I think somebody said, just who are these people? Like this weird <laughs> feeling yeah. of like, what what is like this gut Everyone feeling? Everyone has the like, flat brim cap. Yeah. Where is this coming from? It just appears. Why is Magic Johnson everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand this. It's like, and then it's like the galaxy are already successful. Like it's, yeah. it's like they already have the star. It's you know, Will exactly. Ferrell has appeared on ESPN yeah. like three too it's many like, times exactly already. Because yeah. part of the entire to get into our relationship with NYCFC, it's kind of like part of the the reason why that started up. I think was this sort of like uh, unstated assumption that we were 
trash. Yeah, um, illegitimate. Illegitimate. Yeah, exactly. The rebrands that we've never won anything before. So to then apply that to LA, LA has won everything. Yeah, you know, it's like why is there this need to not support this team? They've the won everything. Actually worked. Yeah, you know, for a long time, like we always hear people always scream at us. They're yelling at us. I say, no, I don't want to hear you. I don't want to listen to you. Robbie Keane is the best DP. I just, please don't talk to me anymore. I don't want to hear about it. But um, yeah, it's it's bizarre. So, um, so obviously you formulated these thoughts and expanded upon this onto one of our absolutely. blog posts. Yeah, absolutely. We should, I should interject. This this The whole thing is written out in a blog post on our website. A very powerful. My podcast. question for you then is why is Luigi considered the successful brother in your eyes? Well, so maybe to take a step back, right, but as you're going to get to, let's break down the chain as yeah. well, the chain of relationships. Yeah, so, right. So if we arrive, if, if we kind of understand first Waluigi as LAFC, which is the reflection of a reflection of a reflection, then um, obviously then uh, LA becomes Luigi, right? This is the our partner, this is, and that, you know, obviously means that we are kind of Mario. Mm-hmm. So we're Mario. NYCFC is Wario. So that's kind of our reflection, um, which is to say that, you know, we were the original franchise. Um, we are the original player, Tab Ramos, who signed kind of with a handshake deal with Sunil Galati, kind of this of trying to prevent him from going to Tigres. Um, we were kind of, they, they tried to make us into the first uh, powerhouse mm-hmm. team. They wanted it badly. They wanted it so badly. Um, you know, we got Roberto Donadoni. We got all these players. It was, uh, you know, we had Savarese. Um, he wasn't supposed to be that great of a deal, but he became a hero. You know, it was supposed to be, we were supposed to be there with LA. Mm-hmm. Of course, in New York and LA, the two, uh, you know, metropolitan uh, the rival franchise. markets. The rival yeah. markets, yeah. You know, and LA, of course, defines itself against the city and against this our, mm-hmm. our, our area, you know, so much that, you know, they're, they they like to drive around. They like to have, like, celebrities. They drink <laughs> juices. They like having <laughs> nice weather and, like, or enjoying it's like a themselves. Shibboleth. You can't live in LA until you've <laughs> said the words, I like New York. I just don't think I could live there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, this, so obviously those are Mario and Luigi, the original, the two plumber brothers. Yeah. And of course, uh, LA is Luigi because you know they're just so much like more fit than us. People <laughs> like them more. They're uh, they're upbeats. Uh, they're like, upbeats. So you know, Luigi's always you know Luigi's always like having fun. His mustache is fuller. <laughs> yeah. uh, Luigi's mansion was probably the best game. Yeah, you know his sideburns are more well trimmed. <laughs> he just won more. Um, so then we get to Wario, which is NYCFC, obviously. And it's kind of just the pure perversion of Mario, which is to say, you know, that rather than kind of like working within the, the sort of classic sports um, relationship uh, teams with the New York area, which is, you know, you kind of can play in New York and New Jersey. It's kind of just, you know, all these teams kind of blend like it's it's a regional thing. You know, mm-hmm. a New Jersey culture extends into New York. New York culture extends into New Jersey. You know, Connecticut culture. Uh, upstate. I'll have you know that New York, the New York Giants and the Jets once played in New York City. I literally could not care less. About that. <laughs> um, all the best parts of what people consider New York culture are probably 
New Jersey transplant culture anyway. I'm just going to put that right out there. Or like what everyone, Facts. the sepia-toned version of New York that everyone has in their minds when they're singing that fucking Frank Sinatra song all seeped out into Long Island and New Jersey. Right, for like real. 70 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's kind of like this that E.B. White short yeah. like story where it's like it's the people who come in and like make New York what it is anyway. This, like, this is New York. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but New York City FC kind of defines itself just so chauvinistically about it being in the boroughs and it's kind of taken the old metro identity and just kind of like made it into this massive distended mm-hmm. uh, uh, syphilitic corpse of just mm-hmm. like dragging all these that only makes sense in opposition to exactly there cannot to, be a yeah. Wario without Mario right. there cannot be a New York City because what other team does this right besides the one that has uh, the foil of us. The implication was that New York City needed an actual team. Right? Yeah, they were, and they, no they other be, no right. other sport does this. Yeah, um, you know maybe like hockey, but like who cares about hockey? <laughs> like yeah, yeah honestly. <laughs> yeah, so I buy it. Also, just like the gross excess and ill-gotten gains, right? Um, also very very apt. For yeah, that and team. and again, it's like kind of like the only way that New York City has built a kind of identity onto itself is by its relationship to us. You know, um we have an we have like a we forged this kind of like through utter disappointment and sheer uh disappointment and total disappointment. Yeah. And also a lot of fun and like yeah. Yeah. really a lot of solidarity with all, everyone who's on who supports True. this team. What if the we, real levels or the friends were the, the levels that you beat on the way? Yeah, wow. exactly. Wow. Yeah. The platforms you've jumped. Wow. We should say that is another clinching fact of us being Mario is that the princess is always in another castle, even when we see that win. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes. So before I thought that we was get the best line yeah. oh, in the thanks. piece. Yeah. So, I, I'm not going to like, you know, necessarily like bring out all my best nines and stuff but yeah that was the best one <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to the, now there are more we filled out the universe right, more right. but let's complete the chain once again we've talked about waluigi at the top already a little bit just so to complete the chain of re- relations we got waluigi now who is the reflection of both the right. galaxy luigi and wario yeah it's it's the same relationship that we have with wario in, but transferred onto LA, LA Galaxy, which is uh-huh. our Luigi. So, again, while Luigi doesn't make sense unless you have both right. Mario, unless you have Mario, and then Luigi, and then the relationship between Mario and Wario, and thus you have this relationship with mm-hmm. Luigi. Just so like the naming convention for Waluigi makes no sense unless you have Wario there. Already. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just going to read out this epic copy pasta that everyone has seen if you've been on the internet since yeah. the year 2011 all right i'm gonna just go for it waluigi is the ultimate example of the individual shaped by this signifier waluigi is a man seen only in mirror images lost in a hall of mirrors he is a reflection of a reflection of a reflection you start with mario the wholesome all italian plumbing superman that's metro <laughs> um and you reflect him to create luigi the same thing but slightly less that's LA Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> you invert Mario to create Wario. Mario turns septic and libertarian. Then you reflect the inversion in the reflection. You create a being who can only exist in reference to others. Waluigi is the true nowhere man. 
Without the other characters he reflects, inverts, and parodies, he has no reason to exist. Waluigi's identity only comes from what he from what and who he isn't. Without a wider frame of reference, he is nothing. Wow. He is not his own man. In a world where our identities are shaped by our, our warped relationships to brands and commerce, we are all Waluigi. Wow. It's powerful, right? Yeah. It's a copy pasta. Some guy wrote this and posted it all over the internet. But any, I mean, it just makes perfect sense. I mean, yeah. um, uh, NYCFC has basically formed its, its identity in relationship to us. There's, it's a negative identity. It's not a positive identity. And that's been translated onto LA. And so the kind of way that the, the negative identity of NYCFC, which is this geographical chauvinism and, you know, that, that, that we've always disappointed, only con- doesn't make sense unless it's, uh, it, it, you know it doesn't actually work with yeah. LA Galaxy because they've always won, and LA is not really like a, even a real place. Most most of the most of the most famous things that LA are not actually in LA. Yeah, and they've always won. It's like there's definitely gonna be a time where, it's, given the fact that um, you know LAFC lo- has made black such a part of their identity, the color black, um, that they're probably gonna want to do like an Oakland Raider or LA Raiders like NWA crossover. But uh oh, wait a second, Compton's not within the borders of LA. They kind of screwed themselves on that one. Yeah. Wow. But um, now, of course, what's more typical than Waluigi and Wario splitting the spoils last Sunday and conspiring to draw 2-2? Exactly. That's the most typical thing. Yeah, it's diabolical. Yeah. But what did we expect? We fall for it every time. Yeah. Um, So let's get to the chain of other enemies. Mm. Yeah. So once we've established this, it kind of all the other kind of characters in the universe fall in line. Fall in line. Yeah. So... The next one, obviously, we have is the old enemy, the original enemy. Yeah, the A U L D enemy. The old enemy, yeah, which is Donkey Kong, which is DC United, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and so, you know, when when Mario was still Jumpman, and when we were still Metro, this was the that this was our 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 villain, mm-hmm. always throwing barrels at us for no reason. Yeah, we're just trying to jump on the little platforms. What the hell? Yeah, just want to get to the top. We just yeah. want to climb. So and just wow. like and just like with Mario, he's completely irrelevant now. Yeah, he's is been the, eclipsed. Is the Red Bull spit celebration the the barrels? What do you mean? Like Wait, when uh, <clears throat> who drank the Aleko Escadarian when he did the the Red Bull? Oh, so. that it, it's like a tiny barrel of Red yeah. Bull. Yeah, that he wow. he emptied and threw in but a it, fit yeah. of spite. But it's kind of like the Mario franchise. You know, once we went Red Bull. He became irrelevant. Yeah, and it's just like with DC. You know, they had yeah. that one good season a few years ago. But even and, then, we just beat them. And in then the we first just, round. yeah, we just beat them in the first round. I was like, whatever. Yeah. You were irrelevant to our universe. Yeah. Just like Donkey Kong. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got now the, the imitation in miniature of Donkey Kong, right? Of course. Is Diddy, <laughs> is Diddy Kong. What is Diddy Kong? <laughs> what does Diddy Kong do? No one knows. But obviously, once DC becomes irrelevant to our universe, um, you have to formulate kind of a little sidekick for, for DC, you know, for yeah, Donkey make Kong. Make him less lonely. Make him less lonely. He's kind of made even become like a plucky hero. Yeah. Like Donkey Kong does. You know, you can maybe even play as Donkey Kong in uh, subsequent franchises. And, of course, his partner, his little mid-Atlantic sidekick, is Philadelphia Union. Yep. 
you know, no one really gives a crap about Philadelphia Union. They're just kind of cute. They like yeah. their steakums. No, they never do anything. Seem to be of the same cloth as Donkey Kong. Yeah. Often Each, laughing shared, shared overlapping fans. Equally laughing. irrelevant to our, our modern yeah. universe. Irrelevant to the modern, exactly. Yeah, you know, despite the being a newer arrival themselves, yeah. I don't know, Diddy, Diddy Kong Racing was like pretty solid game. i mean they can have their own side quests yeah but we don't care about diddy yeah. Kong racing because we're mario yeah we're mario that's man. true no we have mario kart that's like mario kart. <laughs> yeah this guy's bringing up diddy yeah. kong racing <laughs> when we have mario <laughs> mario kart, kart. Yeah. <laughs> you can do both oh my god uh, if you live in like trenton or some shit maybe i don't yeah, know yeah that's like a also, south jersey what, what, the fuck, what the fuck is the steakums I don't know. Oh wait, it's a, is that like a sandwich you get like in the freezer? I don't okay? know. They are talking about these steak sandwiches. <laughs> no idea, man. Yeah, it's like it's like the Wawa and Sheets argument is like some sort of weird internecine like uh, Donkey Kong universe yeah. argument. Who gives a shit? They're just like yeah, yeah, they just can't stop talking about their like steakums sandwiches in Philadelphia. I don't yeah, understand. just keep on yelling I, John yeah. and beating their chests. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> makes no sense. So if uh, Donkey Kong is the old enemy, who is the new enemy? Well, okay, this is where it gets tricky. (laughs) 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 Obviously, the new enemy is Bowser. Right. Mm -hmm. The big enemy. The big enemy. The big other. Bowser, of course, is Toronto FC. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about this. And I Mm -hmm. I kind of uh, sum it up, you know, a huge, grotesque dinosaur. Motivated by a reptile brain to consume all in its path, Toronto is the Bowser of our universe. And, you know, it's, it's, it's while we kind of use craft and, and cunning and, you know, Derek Etienne and Alex Muil and just these young, hungry guys they're just coming from, we're just like producing them just through mm-hmm. our academy system just constantly shifting between weird loans in the usl system and right and, yeah international spots bowser steals the princess with its enormous girth yeah <laughs> army of koopas yeah and uh overpaid dps who miss penalty kicks and CONCACAF Champions League finals. So yeah. the, Hilarious. But the princess that they stole. The princess, obviously, is MLS Cup. Okay, I think everyone yeah. should know about okay, that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's kind of like ties it all up. Yeah. Um, so then Bowser, Luigi, of course, of course always uh, secretly gets princess. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> duh. Yeah, obviously. So this ba- is canon. Bowser, <laughs> Bowser, of course, has his own miniature, right? Yes. Bowser Jr. <laughs> Bowser Jr. is logically Limpac Montreal. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it makes sense because, you know, we have epic battles with Big Bowser, with the main dude, in the playoffs, you know, like last year. When we Sasha Kleshton and Josie just get in a huge fight. We, we can, you know, have an have a incredible game in Toronto. It's just this, like, massive. Everyone was waiting for this matchup between us and Toronto and CCL, you know, it, the juggernauts. You know, kind of like Montreal, you kind of forget about them. And then in the playoffs, they kind of just, like, come up and sneak up and just, like, nick mm-hmm. one off you. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually you can beat them with no problem, but just that one time, yeah, exactly. you, you underestimate I think them. I've been, I think, uh, like, the so many games from past season, I can remember just, like, 
I'm just watching Montreal get their ass beat at Red Bull <laughs> Arena. It's like yeah. what I, it's like how many times have I seen this happen? Like, if you think about that one a Thierry Henry highlight, you're like, oh, who's that against? He's like, it's Montreal. Yeah, it's Montreal. Yeah, yeah. they all happen against yeah. Montreal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're Bowser Jr. I mean, yeah. you just like beat. We just you just kick their ass constantly, yeah. and then just one time when you're slipped up, one boss battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, so now we got we got the lower the lower rungs. Yes, now yes. we can maybe. We can just roll through these. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the other characters that you encounter in Mario 64 and other extended universes, uh, you know, New England Revolution, obviously, is Chain Chomp. Yep. Another, like, huge bloated mass of <laughs> TAM players, DPs, just tied and full of just irascible, just, like, hideous, chomping Jermaine Joneses mm-hmm. that just <laughs> want to just chew us up. But tied down. But tied down to the albatross of Gillette Stadium. Yeah. Mm. It's horrific. And <laughs> and huge idiots like Mike Burns. <laughs> um, next, we have Columbus Crew, which is, who is, this is kind of a deep cut, but I think it's relevant, Pauline, who's okay. the original princess from the Jumpman Donkey series Kong. from uh, Donkey Kong. Okay. And... Pauline, of course, you know, one of the original darlings. They had their own, the first soccer-specific stadium. Uh, but like Pauline, they kind of like, they kind of left our universe. Yeah. Um, and also like Pauline, they're about to become the mayor of a new city. <laughs> um, although it might not work out because that stadium plan looks hilariously bad. <laughs> also, also, what's the name of the city that Pauline's mayor of? New Donk City. Wow. Mm. I mean, if there's, I didn't. Even know I mean, that's a, if there's a Donk City out there and it's new, I think it's Austin. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, if there's a Donk City, it's in Texas. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's for, for sure. sure. Yeah, San Antonio, maybe. Yeah, that's the uh, Donk City. Yeah. So then, of course, uh, this should be obvious to everyone. Minnesota United is that penguin that we all throw off the cliff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> enough uh, said. Enough said. Enough said. If you didn't do it, you're lying. Yeah, you did it. Don't try and like virtue signal. All right, <laughs> oh saying that you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't throw the penguin off. That the cliff. one penguin that everyone threw off the cliff. I didn't do that. Yeah. Oh, everyone great. does that because we beat up on them every time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just... Um, Real Salt Lake is Toad. No one knows why they're part of the real, what the, what the, why they're part of the royal court. Yeah, but they're just there. But they're, they're there. just kind of there. Yeah. yeah. Um, FC Dallas is Yoshi, our little bull brothers, um, who you know help us out, kind of, and and also kind of try and do this whole academy thing. Oh, you said bull brothers. Yeah. A little bull brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Taurine brothers. Yeah. Um, but you know, they just don't really do it that well, and they yeah. kind of need us to show them the way. We we double jump off of them on the way to the shield. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Kamek. Sporting KC, their incredible ability, mystical, magical ability. Uh, well, first I should say, obviously, Kamek, a wizard. Yeah. Who also were Sporting KC. Yeah. In their previous life. In their previous life. Wiz. Like us with Jumpman. Um, but their incredible ability to um, mystically grow Latif Blessing, who's about four <laughs> feet tall, into an overpowering header of the threat. ball yeah. aerial threat he's eight feet tall when that happened Is yeah that it was incredible I don't, I don't know how they did it but it yeah. happened um <laughs> and lastly we come to uh all of cascadia i don't know who they are they're i mean wh- what why do i keep hearing these names yeah like, you just like, keep on hearing about all this hype you're not sure if anyone has actually it's ext- done it's this it's kind of like an extremely online thing yeah just like sonic the hedgehog yep 
Sonic Hedgehog, the entire it's, universe it's is the Cascadia. Incredible yeah. nerd like online yeah. thing. Um, if you look at it, it's actually uh, Sonic the Hedgehog invented gaming, much like Seattle invented soccer. Yeah, so, they have yeah. these like rings that they cut off whenever they score a goal. And yeah. Oh wow! I, I just kind of thought of that. It yeah. works. Um, wow. But yeah, it's it's just like what are you guys talking about? No one played that game. If your mom bought you a Sonic Genesis when you were a kid, I'm sorry, you were not loved. Yeah. I just like straight it, it was a superior console. You were wow. not. Loved. You were yeah, not allowed. Sorry. sorry, I had a PlayStation actually. This, wow. this would explain. I'm a just. Lot. I'm just saying yeah. that it was a good console. Well, yeah. there you go, folks. That is canon. If you disagree, then you hate at me. You hate art. Yeah, um, Alex JS85. Yeah, uh, at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Energy drink soccer. soccer. Energy drink soccer liker at Alex JS85. Yeah, I love banter owned. So hard. Yes. Um, and if you if your team was not mentioned, you do not matter. <laughs> that's true. Honestly, I mean, like, get yeah, out of here. That's, that's also true because I don't know what teams we didn't mention. Yeah, yeah there are no other teams. I don't even know who the other teams are. Yeah, that's it. That's all of the MLS teams. Uh, cool. Should we... Um, we'll, uh, we'll maybe take stock of the season next episode. Maybe we'll do three two three segment episodes back to back next Ooh. week we'll see but uh should we should we just let everyone marinate in their thoughts about the just un unquestionably true metaphor they just received yes and return to our third segment right during the marinate? interlude everyone go to viewfrom202.com um go read alex's blog post on our blog and, and as always send all of your angry screed disagreeing to off the perch um <laughs> yes that's our alt account for the bad emails so. or the good emails if you think they're good yeah yeah true don't yeah. send us good emails no yeah yeah we're giving mixed signals but okay <laughs> come back for segment three bad boy Segment three of episode 93 of you from 202. Recapping the scores last week of MLS. Sorry. Uh, in what felt like just a million completely arbitrary random games, but somehow there are some ones that we can read out. In the Eastern Conference, we had uh, Philadelphia Union beat Montreal 2-0. Uh, that's like, what, one of Philly's first wins of the year or something close to that. The Columbus Crew uh, got a big win over uh, regional rival Chicago Fire 3-0 putting the, sh uh, the fire back onto uh, solid ground after kind of punching above their weight for a couple weeks. Uh, the New England Revolution beat the ever-struggling Toronto FC 3-2. <laughs> <three> <laughs> 
this week. <laughs> Courtesy uh, of Christian Pania, who Pania looks like he's actually pretty good. <laughs> but really, the highlight for this one is that uh, Sebastian Giovinco um, scores a penalty, uh, the patented Dave Vanilla penalty, and then shoves someone in the face afterwards while getting the ball and immediately gets sent off. Uh, actually, they had to review it. Wow! It yeah, they hilarious. did review it. Yeah. It was VAR. Yeah, it was VAR. Yeah. <laughs> they had to watch. They had to watch over and over again. Sebastian Diego yeah. touching another man's face. It was so uh, egregious, though, that even Greg Vanny had his tail between his legs on MLS Rewind, saying, "Yeah, technically that is the rule." So, uh, Javinko will be <laughs> that out is the rule for uh, another this week game. Yeah. due to that. Uh, we, of course, had our victory over uh, Colorado 2-1. DC, uh, despite playing with two men or 10 men, uh, claws back and only loses 3-2 against RSL. DC still in the basement. Um, and then we uh, had the Wario Waluigi Derby, of course, which splits the points evenly 2-2. And then our opponent for this week, Atlanta United, beat uh, their regional rival, Orlando City, 2-1, courtesy uh. of a penalty and um, I think a Joseph Martinez goal. No, Ezekiel Barco goal, excuse me, second yeah. of the season, I think, um, which puts an end to uh, Orlando's six game winning streak. hot streak that wow. began with beating us. So now, in the Eastern Conference, we uh, have Atlanta in first place at 25 points, Columbus in second with 21, NYCFC with 21, Orlando in fourth with 19, the New York Red Bulls in 18, and then New England trailing us just one game behind. Important note, we have at least one game in hand on everyone, two games in hand on uh, City and Atlanta, and an entire three games in hand on Columbus up in second place. There is beginning to emerge a gap between the playoff spots and the non-playoff spots. New England, sixth place New England is ahead of Chicago, by six points so a bit of separation going on there as well now we get only two teams in the east who have over two points per game that's correct um now this brings me to uh one of the many emails we got our solicitation for emails is uh bizarrely successful this week but uh the first one that i want to lead into here is from a uh person or, or person named rbny new mexico i wonder who that could be um he's wow, asking kind of a weird place sure it's yeah. a person not a flightless bird yeah. yeah fellas what's bigger uh 25 plus zero divided by 12 or 18 plus three divided by 10 thanks i'll take my answer off the air um, um i just want to say i'm 12 <laughs> no, no, you're, you're 10. 10. Oh, I'm 10. I don't know how to do math. What is math? What's math? I don't know what it is. So I believe what our uh, unnamed uh, New Mexico listener is uh, referring to is the position in the table, our position, and Atlanta, our opponent's position this weekend, which is uh, if we were to win this uh, weekend, we'd have 21 points on 10 games, which would put us at 2.1 points per game. And Atlanta would have 25 in 12, which be would be... 2.083333. Wow, you did it. Yep. Repeating, of course. Um, of course. Yeah. Uh, which, yes, this is all to say that if we were to win this game, big game, we would be in first some points per game. So, uh, due which is to the, the most normalized metric yes, for this. Due to right. the crazy amount of games in hand we have, which does have an explanation this year. 
we um, are perhaps in a better spot than we may look in the standings. Suffice it to say, this is a big match this weekend in yeah. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. First time yep. I'm going to be there. Last time, of course, we're in Atlanta. You may remember we were at Bobby Dodd on the college campus. Down there, we got a 2-1 win. And then apparently we played Atlanta last year at home and drew 0-0. But I don't remember that no game. No one we've I, talked to remembers that Do you remember game. that game, Sam? What game? Atlanta at home. It didn't happen, right? So this is our first time playing Atlanta at home. Yeah. yeah. I went and watched the highlights, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting flickers of this. I can remember the context kind of now. I remember it was like a week after we drew a Philadelphia at home, which I was very, very angry about. And then we drew Atlanta, ah, I think, so afterwards. this was like in September? Yeah. Yeah. But it was 0-0, and... Um, it never happened. Yeah. I like have no recollection It just completely... If you it. remember Atlanta... Playing us at Red Bull Arena, then email us please no. because yeah. then you traveled from the future. And I bet you're probably from Bielefeld, Germany, because you don't exist. You're a plant. Mm-hmm. This is all part of MK Ultra. Yeah, um, they probably have a lot of uh, leaf rings as well. That's true. Yeah, all of this. Uh, but what, you also probably think, what are those? I, no, I, I nobody no knows. Oh. Yeah, interesting. It's on the secret to what a leaf ring is. <laughs> is on the other side of our beautiful flat disc of an Earth. Uh, I think it's on page two hundred. 99 of the plan okay yeah this is the 300th page damn big game though um which i don't think we need to harp on anymore but i think it'll be nice because this is our biggest challenge of the year but um it doesn't kind of come with like the baggage of the derby right right you know i think there's that thing where if you get beat in the derby if you get nutmegged if you get if you fall on your butt if you get a goal scored on you like like, there's uh, that shame embarrassment yes like they're they're they should be suffering (laughs) are you saying that they got totally embarrassed yes and uh, (laughs) uh, nutmegged beautifully and that by Kaku had to do it to Kaku had to do it to him? Yes. Is that what you're saying? But actually, if you hold the Barcelona flag at all times, you are immune <laughs> from embarrassment. Oh, wow. Powerful you don't, magic. You, yeah. You just don't even understand Did where you, you know are. Did you know that David Villa is actually Spain's Who's top that? scorer? Who, I only know David Villa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know that he's the Latina del Año? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot him. It's just like, how, how fucking asinine that they gave... David Villa, Latino Delano. David Vanilla, yeah. Latino Delano. Yeah, uh, the uh, now announcing the Native American of the year, the the guy from Pocahontas. Like, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, this will. But yeah, to that point, this will be a big game where you kind of. It's just two top teams in the league without the baggage of the mm-hmm. Derby, um, which I think for me, I'm excited to watch it. I'm actually kind of. Uh, unironically eager um, where uh, this is one of the few games where you know I, I want and expect us and think that we can win every week but if it weren't to happen there would be there'd be more mitigating circumstances than usual this week yeah, I, I, feel, yeah. I feel like uh, Atlanta's coming off a rough stretch where it was City at home SKC at home and then Orlando on the road yeah and so uh, that, that, that's gotta be three of the best six teams in the league at that point yeah and in that stretch in a row yeah uh and i feel like so you mentioned the loss to orlando Mm -hmm. or the 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 victory uh uh, at orlando but prior to that they lost uh at home to skc yeah um i remember watching that game uh that was like when we recorded last 
and since I was doing my laundry here, uh, and you guys left early, I watched the end of the game. Amazing goal um, mm-hmm. uh, by somebody, someone on SKC. Shallowy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Isn't uh, it crazy that this studio has a laundry machine? Though? Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. It's yeah. soundproof, <laughs> too. We're, ru- we're running like five loads Ex- of laundry right now. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Thank you, George Soros. <laughs> All of the. I didn't even go to my paper I'm doing just this year. I'm doing three loads of delicates right now. <laughs> Amazing. But somehow the sirens get through. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's the fucking police state, man. Um, but but my, my I guess uh, my my point is that they I'm sure I'm sure they're gassed with with this coming up, but they have the luxury of being at home and and being the best team in the league uh, at this point. I feel like this is as tough a matchup as mm-hmm. as us going to Tijuana uh, and having to Ooh. really like bunker down and actually score. And maybe it's not even at Tijuana. It's like. The competitiveness of the Tijuana game with the atmosphere of the Chivas game. Okay. Because I feel like the atmosphere was almost lacking at the at Tijuana, at the Tijuana yeah, game, yeah. whereas it was a complete full house, like mad. Right. It was a madhouse at Chivas, and when when you go to Orlando, it's going to be a sold out crowd of seventy five thousand people. It's going to be very loud, and it's going to have that atmosphere. I, I'm, I'm honestly excited for it, but I'm nervous yeah. so it's as a Red be, Bull fan. I'm really right. excited as a spectator yeah. of a soccer game. But it's nervous. also more indoors because it's kind of like a, a, the roof stadium situation, too, so the sound will bounce off, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a football stadium. You're the architect. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool football stadium. Yeah. yeah. It's like the coolest NFL stadium. It really does seen. look like Jerry World from what I see, the photos of it. <laughs> Did you read that thing uh, where apparently there's a pregame ritual where uh, oh, <laughs> yes. greet our, oh, our local newspaper? Yeah, coming in to the, uh, to the stadium. They all greet them coming in off the bus. But apparently... <laughs> They just—they're already <laughs> at the stadium. They all go put on matching suits, and then they drive a block around the stadium <laughs> and then walk in again. Guys, this is how I got here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys don't go to work like this every this day. This is how yeah. I came to record this podcast. Um, guys, <laughs> I, that just made me think that I'm against modern football. Yeah, actually, NYCFC does that every time. They actually just take a uh, chartered flight to uh you know one stop over in the bronx and it actually raised an entire neighborhood in the bronx land their flight there and then take the subway one stop to yankee stadium every you know, so here, yeah. the irony is they actually land in ewr so they That's go through true, newark yeah. airport or teeterboro and yeah. then they have to cross state borders yeah. like. or tweed in connecticut mm. actually i heard i heard that they each take an individual blade helicopter <laughs> <laughs> Uptown to Yankee Stadium and then get airdropped. Sheikh Mansour built, uh, financed a, a series and complicated network of oil pipelines that they all shoot them down in yeah. like a pneumatic tube style and they all just show up and then all the fans cheer like it's the subway race at Yankee Stadium and they love it. It's they great. love it. It's great. They go wild for it. Buck wild, yeah. Uh, so. What are we talking about? Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm also excited for this game and I think it's kind of like the central midfield battle will be yeah. where it's won. I mean it usually is, especially in New York City game when we just completely mm-hmm. dominated Herrera and Ring and Morales. Oh uh, yeah. I th- but these they they kind of are different in the sense that like 
whereas city will try and pass through like quickly try and pass through and that's where we kind of caught him up with interceptions pass through the central midfield atlanta kind of gives the ball like expects nagby to be able to bring it from the defense to Mm -hmm. the to almiron or the front four with just ball carrying and I mm-hmm. think that's kind of like their insurance. Like, this is a guy who can't peel the ball off necessarily. And we need to find ways to kind of expose. Um, so Nagby's more of a, a shuttler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he, he will possess the ball into through, into, through transition. Mm-hmm. So their transition game is built on kind of just like pushing through. But I'm hoping that just, you know, like kind of City will, will pressure their defense more so like the pass before it gets to mm-hmm. nagby will be where we'll start our line of pressure um and uh it won't be after when nagby is passing it up to almiron or anyone like that mm-hmm. um, so yeah nagby and barco of course are their two big midfield acquisitions this off season carlos carmona uh went to colo colo um that's been big loss so far um, but what? This is only like the third or fourth game that Barca's actually been playing. He yep. got injured for that yeah. point. So mm-hmm. he, my impression is, you know, he's had a couple quality finishes here or there. One one against Orlando, he just quite simply was open for like ten yards in every direction for no reason. That was crazy. But you know, he still finished. Finish. He still finished, he finished well. And I don't Get know. Get the crossbar. Yeah. Yeah. Yoshi. Was, yeah, Yoshi Tune was just like asleep. Yeah, um, but uh, my impression from watching them play is that he, he's he's kind of floating around and doing his own thing yet. Maybe he's not completely integrated yet. However, uh, from watching the Orlando game, I, I was impressed by Al Marone, even though he is a uh, haunted uh, carnival puppet of my <laughs> nightmares. He's a very effective one. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know. Not to be too much of a, you know, just neutral for the league, you know, wanker, but like Almiron versus Kaku, I think will be very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Both Paraguayans? Yeah, that's Maybe. the big news this week that apparently uh, uh, Kaku's parents apparently were both born in Paraguay and emigrated to um, Argentina. Argentina. So he's considering applying for a one time switch to represent Paraguay instead of Argentina. Uh, you have to think he has much better chances. Of getting called in for Paraguay, then uh, which is nonsense because Argentina don't know what they're missing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But by all accounts, boy. apparently it sounds miserable to play for Argentina anyway. So That's maybe it's true. just better yeah. to play for Paraguay. In all case, um, Messi retired what like twice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Diego Maradona has gone to like rehab four times because of like the stress and and people threatening to kill him or something. I don't know, um, but. Yeah, uh, midfield battle is going to be important. Last time we played Joseph Martinez, he, he uh, I don't think he got a single shot off. Mm. Which, on that game that we... Never happened. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really yeah. Happen, not really. I mean, obviously I mean, he got no right. shots right. off. Yeah, the game that was, didn't yeah. happen. Just the other week, though, we limited Dave Vanilla to zero shots. Can we <laughs> Can we repeat the same? <laughs> fucking Dave Vanilla gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just his name. I know. Um, I, I think so. I think this will look. It this both of these teams kind of live on their opponents' halves, right? Like in, pretty much entirely. Yeah. So 
if we get a lot of good balls over the top, there are going to be a lot of goals scored or a lot of chances created, I think. I think this is a good matchup to watch an absolute goal fest. Okay. I mean, I'm think, I was, I've been thinking about that, but what do you think our, our actual defensive liabilities are? I'm going to think of the yeah. latest, the last goals that we've conceded in Colorado. Altitude, exhaustion, brain yeah. death, basically. No one was really thinking anymore. At LA Galaxy, we have we turn off kind of completely on a corner that uh, Zlatan whips in, and then we have like a millimeter perfect pass from Zlatan. Uh, those are the last three goals yep. we've conceded. Yeah, right? and I, I think our defense is better, you know, like okay. than Atlanta. I guess is. like Amiron is probably you know similar kind of passing quality to Zlatan in that case. There, that's yeah. that's possible. Yeah, but the even Chicago then, Chicago like, game was a little bit unnerving. Yeah. The, the the issue is going to be center backs dealing with forwards and midfielders. Yeah, and I think our center backs are more ready yeah. for this than their ours are. I mean, Gonzalez Perez is like all right, but. Uh, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're better at bunkering down. If we're the team that scores, well, I, I don't know. Like, if if Atlanta scores first and then we're on the attack, I'd be more worried. Or yeah. I guess the, it'd be a higher likelihood of us scoring than if it were the other way. Because mm-hmm. I think that we already are capable. We're gonna have the same team that came out and, and shut out Tijuana, uh, and 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 Luis Robles had a miraculous game. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like. During the run of play, I, I'm I'm as confident as I, I've been for every game this season, uh, but I'm extremely worried about set pieces because um, I feel like we just aren't there necessarily. And Kratz is terrifying. Yeah. And if yeah. if anybody watched if the the SKC game, uh, Kevin Kratz had two set pieces at the edge of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, both were just like perfectly right over the the wall. And then going into the top corner, but Tim Melia, like just he just like cheated off his line both times and was able to stop it. And it, it was like back to back in like the span of like eight minutes. Yeah. I think they but brought we, him in though because they were down and yeah. they were looking for those. Right. And, and they and, were down a man. Too. But we also if have a Sean Davis, so I think, you know, when it if, comes to pass If pieces. there's a scenario where he comes in though, and it's late in the game and there's a set piece, I feel like it'd be so fucking typical of us to concede. Yeah, and that's what I'm the most worried about. Yeah, so I just remembered again the impressive haul of emails that we got. So I'm I'm going to transition to those actually, if we because many of them cover tactical questions that I was going to try to prompt myself anyway. So first one uh, we got is from uh, I believe um, previous contributor Mike Robinson, uh, titled Atlanta and Tactics. He writes, "Hello, view from 202." Traditionally, we've seen teams attempt to break the high press with counterattacks generated from long balls or field switches. However, I've noticed in very, very brief viewings that Atlanta United tends to counterattack with long dribbling runs that rely on solo players to carry the ball up the field. In your respective opinions, will this unorthodox press break uh, press break present an issue for the Red Bulls. Parker and Long won't be able to clear away long balls, and it can t- and it could turn the match into a foot race. Thanks as always for allowing me to waste your waste your time. Sincerely, Mike. Oh, Mike, I guarantee you, no one wastes their time as good as we do. We, so yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I could be asleep right now. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> this this it's sounds kind of similar to both what Alex was saying and what what um, Sam was saying. I think. As well about the dribbling up the yeah. field instead of the direct passing, or even like the Barco goal, like against Orlando, uh-huh. was Barco kind of breaking, mm-hmm. dribbling, and pulling uh, the Orlando central midfield out of whack. Um, 
I would like to think that we have enough tactical discipline in our set in our deep transition defense that we can deal mm-hmm. with that. And uh, I, it depends for me if they if they come out with a three five two or with the one forward setup, um, like how we approach the game. I think so. If they were with two forwards, then we might go to the three three, three the one back, yeah. yeah you know jesse always likes to have one extra defender back there mm-hmm. um but if they come out with the one forward i think that parker and long as a partnership can handle, handle that yeah. yeah and it's more of just uh kind of martinez breaking between them and i think at this point we have th- their partnership is developed enough and they're both so as center backs just so athletic and that, mobile yeah. and mobile yeah that they can likely handle it but yeah it's it's more when it's dribbling it's more just positioning and not getting pulled around like guys like yotun got pulled around mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm less worried about kamar in that sense i think it's going to be a really big challenge for maria which is great for him prep for the world cup uh and then at the same time we have a really intelligent keeper in luis robles yeah. who can come off his line as needed so so uh you know i, I i'm not you know it's good reassurance yeah. but um, I think though Britt has uh, and Alex, if you guys, as, as both of you guys had said, I feel like it's you know it's in the midfield, and we have to sort of break up those plays before they happen, which I feel like falls on the shoulders of Tyler Adams and Sean Davis, the the former of which has already stepped up in big games, and so we kind of have to hope he will do that again. Yeah, yeah and but- guys like Velo and Kaku when they're pressing even further up the field to get it before it's, it gets yeah. to it's yeah. it's important to keep the ball. In that section of the pitch, yeah. if we do do three in the back, which I wouldn't like to start with, but Jesse might just considering our opponent, and he might play a bit scared. Colin, a center back, Mario, a center back, Escobar, a center back. Who do you have? God. It would probably be Colin Mario. I reject this formation on the right. and I refuse to answer your question. Yeah, good point. Because <laughs> especially since the Velo point, it was a nice segue into our second email. Which is from Gabe Totcherman, also a previous contributor, a uh, not first time, long time, uh, <laughs> titled Felipe Velo. Good day, lads. While the Felipe trade was surprising at the time, I feel like if fans knew how good Velo was, we would have been clamoring for the trade to be made earlier just to get Velo more minutes. For my money, Flo Velo is just as good as Felipe and probably has a much higher ceiling as well. Simply making space for Flo to get minutes justifies the trade for me, and receiving big boy Parker in return was just icing on the seven-foot-tall, 290-pound carrot cake. Ooh. Ooh, I'm just going to think about that for a second. (laughs) Love to hear your thoughts on this (laughs) bonus hot take. Red Bull Academy and USL guys like Davis, Adams, Velo, Etienne, and even Bezacourt in parentheses Biza, will get more minutes than Riza once he is match fit as they are developing players who have experience with the team. Riza is probably more talented than all those guys, but is only here on loan, and just about all those mentioned before have earned their spots, and their development is more valuable than Riza's edge and talent. I classify this as second panel Galaxy Brain Jesse. Ooh, thank you for that classific- classification. I might I might issue a ruling second that panel. everyone is required to classify their emails. As which, which yeah, oh. how deep into the Galaxy yeah. Brain Jesse is. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I like that a lot, uh, <laughs> Gabe. 
he uh, signs off. Looking forward to your Knicks draft lottery coverage, Gabe. Look, I'll address the Knicks thing first off. No, you won't. I will, because the Knicks, <laughs> they deserve what they get. At least we didn't go further down. Okay. Ninth pick. Whatever. Right. My thing on Velo is that, I, 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 you know, I agree it's gone very well. It's already weird to look at old highlights and see Felipe playing in that. It feels like years ago, uh, decades ago even. But um, I don't think Jesse knew that Velo was going to be this good. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. it's a bit of a catch-22, right? It's like it was the right environment for him to grow into yeah. it. I mean, think back. Our, our preseason episode this season, we asked who's going to get more minutes, Etienne or Velo. We were slightly surprised. I remember even as recently as the Portland game where Beza walked in and just bossed it completely. Yeah. At that moment, I was probably leaning on Beza getting more time than, than Velo at that time. He, he was going to be minutes last year. Yeah, so um, it the surprise for me is even more recent than like just you know the beginning of this year. It's like a couple weeks in this year that it's set in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a bit of a catch twenty two, but the point still stands. Yeah, I think that Velo is just kind of like the perfect like tweener player for basically when we were running our four 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 two two two. Yeah. which happens more often than not, actually, if you kind of look at where uh, touches and happens. Yeah, like especially where touches happen, not necessarily even where like positional heat maps are, but because uh, he, he's a player who can flare out wide um, and play centrally. He's like the second 10 in the setup, which is how that kind of formation works. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of a great fit for that. I guess I wouldn't be worried too much if I were Shikovsky about Velo. I'd be more worried about Davis playing well. Yeah. To yeah. me, that's the direct, uh, uh, yeah. at this point, the direct swap. And thus far, I, I mean, Davis is great, and, and I want him to, to you know be captain in like two years because uh, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I don't know if... I think the summer months are going to prove to there are going to be a lot of minutes to be played. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I wouldn't say anybody's spot's guaranteed. The um, doldrums. But, uh, you know, Shikovsky will get definitely get minutes. Yeah. But it won't be at Velo's expense. I think, if anything, Shikovsky should start over Adams at certain points. I mean, it's funny to note that even just a month ago, or like post-Tijuana, I was sitting here going, I can't believe that our entire team plan relies on a healthy Mark Shikovsky. And now I'm like, where the f- when the fuck is Shikovsky? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? He cut his hair and I don't even recognize I him. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Match days. We got an email from a former guest on the show, Juan Escalante, titled, Moving On. Hey guys, I know we're all having a good time right now, but sooner rather than later, we have to start asking ourselves one question. Is it time to move on? And by move on, I mean, when should we get the team to stop offering us whack-ass Mitchell and Ness gear and get two nines on a contract to make team apparel? Thanks, Juan. I feel like no one's in disagreement with that no, statement. Yeah. It should I, be as soon as possible. It's, it's weak, I, yeah. I own a lot of two nines merch. It's very fire. Also, you, we, you, they, uh, we get to, like, skirt the shipping costs. That's true. Which, oh, are, yeah. which are very expensive. Alex, didn't you uh, didn't you meet the interactive no. two nines? Well, I was going to... So, okay, story, long story short, I ordered some two nines merch in the wrong color and i i basically looked up the guy and i found him he works in a store i don't know if i should like say which store but and uh i went there and uh i was gonna go during lunch during my at work but i kind of got held up you know doing architect things and i couldn't go until after work so he basically let me i didn't actually meet the guy but apparently yeah apparently he has like this whole stash of two nines 
like wow. swag in the back of the store that I was really looking forward is to. Is this seeing. in a rotating a Brinks truck just slowly going throughout the <laughs> Yeah, city. it's like in yeah. the Batman movie where they yeah. have like three trucks. Yeah. One of them has the two nines merchant in it, but you, you don't know what it is. A riddle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's funny how two like Rebels fans, you just can walk around. It's you can have either two nines gear or Asbury Park gear, and it almost serves as like secondary Red Bulls attire. Kind of funny, um, but um, fully agree. I also want think that it would be cool if you know we know that the team is open to rebranding the twos to some extent. I think we should definitely hijack some old ancient uh, New Jersey team from like the nineteen teens and uh, do that. The, um, the you know like the Harrison Gabagools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah. It's pronounced pursuit. That's the name. Of the, that's the name of the team, including it's pronounced pursuit. Yeah. The pursuit. It's pronounced pursuit FC. Um, Some mutts. Uh, it is. Guess what? It's time for the Benny question. What is that? We had we had another email. Well, who's it? Uh, oh, I, sorry. It was titled from Squarespace, so I yeah. missed it. So sorry. People uh, actually used our website, yeah. so we do not. You uh, guys can thank me for the traffic now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, apologies to uh, another frequent contributor, John Purd. Um, it's, his subject is getting high off your own supply at Mile High, Colorado. Uh, so we finally broke our wind drought at Colorado by the way of an absolute mess of a game and a VARD goal winner. My biggest concern was going onside. to Atlanta is shutting down. <laughs> My biggest concern going to Atlanta is shutting down Amiron and Martinez. I hope and I really don't want to rush his recovery so that our short Wu-Tang son Riza is healthy and so and on point. So the questions, assuming Jesse Marsh isn't cosplaying as his alter ego galaxy brain, Jesse Marsh, how would you approach this game? Um, I guess we haven't. We kind of we haven't been, really he- yeah. hit that head on though. So thank you for the focusing question, John, that I should have been asking. Uh, which is maybe we can consolidate this as all into how would you deviate from the previous? And, you know, let's try to keep it short. But like, how would you deviate from the previous lineup, or like, would you alter the game plan? No, nope, at all. Everything the same. Okay, same. <laughs> same. I would just say like, I, like last mm-hmm. week I said. Maybe Derek over Royer. At this point, I think Royer's kind of in it now. He's in the groove. He's scored twice now. Keep everything the same. Yeah. I think maybe we would have to make the wheel sub earlier, potentially. Okay. Maybe. Um, just depending on how it's going. But I think... Th- if we th- have to switch to three in the back, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I think the city approach is the right one, which was that we build the line of confrontation really far up the field. Like, even where Guzan is trying to make outlet yeah. passes, that's where you have to build that line. Because he's not of, actually that good. No, he's not. And he's not good at the ball at his feet. He, uh, you, I think you can harry him. Yeah. And it, it, basically, you have to keep the ball... You have to m- make the pressure happen before Nagby gets the ball because you're very rarely going to get the ball off of him without... Fouling a foul. Yeah. Yeah. And once you get the foul, then, you know, you're basically. Game then, slows down. Game slows down. To... You have to get into a settled defense, which I think is not where we want to be against this team. So, yeah. Cool. Now it is time for the Benny question. He writes Question or Nagby? Uh, who is your favorite stat accruer in MLS history? <laughs> Sasha question. Stat <laughs> With a secondary and tertiary assists. Or Darlington Nagby with Nagby with his passing stats that are a questionable value. I'm torn because it was kind of gangster of Sasha to insert himself into all these goals, even when he clearly wasn't having the best game for the other 89 <laughs> minutes. But Nagby, 
managed to pass the eye test without getting nearly as many as assists as Sasha. Wow. I think this is one of the better Benny questions we've had. Yeah. Oh, this is a really good one. I have to go with Sasha Kleston because his unashamed stat padding where he would refuse to take a shot and just try to pass the ball to someone when he had a clear shot on goal... I the dedication for that. I I have to go with it. Yeah, I think I have to go with Nagby because Nagby uh, is the the consummate player of the Klinsman era, in that he was both hated and loved by Klinsman haters and uh, defenders for different reasons. Mm. One was that uh, you know from what, he was kind of used as this cudgel, I think, by like Klinsman defenders saying. Oh, you know, uh, like this is proof that Klinsman still will take MLS guys and like naturalize guys. But um, then he was, uh, I think, um, liked by uh, the Klinsman haters as well because he was perpetually misused, right? Yeah. That he wasn't actually deployed and he wasn't really given enough um, tactical instruction. It took too long to fold him into the field or into the whole thing. So he kind of o- occupied this weird quantum position of uh and this is all enabled by the thing benny is talking about by his weird nebulous like passing stats and like holding on to the ball ability which in its in a vacuum and without a plan which klinsman had no plan it is not really worth anything on its own um so for that reason i feel like nagby is the most frustrating in that regard yeah it's like Nagby for me is definitely it because it's like you think about first second and third line passing and Nagby is like negative one line passing. <laughs> and I would just like to quote Benny, which is like the one of the greatest lines I've ever heard, which was from Benny, which is that pack, passing stats are the presidential popular vote of <laughs> modern soccer. <laughs> yeah, And I think it's just the perfect consummation of Darlington Nagby and people who stand for him like that are just the most tedious people. And are are they they're the they're the nerds of soccer. It is funny how uh, when City lost at Portland a couple weeks ago, three zero, everyone was like, "Oh, but they were still good. They played they played well. They had seventy one percent passing." Yeah, it was like against us too. And then against us, they had like sixty four percent passing. But people people by that time kind of started shutting and up possession about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all yeah. that. Or, yeah, possession. Sorry, is what yeah, I meant. possession yeah. passing. Because because once you look at the goal scored in the first five minutes, yeah, it's game stage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. But. Cool. So it's been a long one, but we we knew that was going to happen. We set out with three segments. We had to deliver the uh, the sorely needed commentary on Waluigi. Um, <laughs> so um, it, it was needed. So let's let's wrap up with uh, with uh, some predictions, I guess. Oh my god. Um, well, let's start with you. Yeah, oh guests can go first. Uh. I'm going to say 2-2 draw. Okay. And I hate um, that. And yeah. I want to die for saying that. Um, I think... I, th- I thought about it for a little bit, right? I think during City, I guessed... I predicted for nil, didn't I? I oh, no yeah. Idea. Can you please predict the right answer for us? Right. So yeah. We just don't have to do this anymore. Right. And it, this time, we are going to win 3-1. Um, I actually predicted last week's result correctly yeah, you uh, did. to the score, so it's actually on me now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the baton has passed. To clarify, uh, I'm going to go with a nil-nil draw. 
Wow. Uh, so hopefully Ooh. the baton is then passed to Britt with his prediction of... Well, I was going to do 3-1, but now P just said it. I don't want to do you it You can anymore. just do it, too. Just come on. Just but but it, then it's yours. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. have you can it. have it. I'll let you have it. Cool. If we win 3-1 against Atlanta away, you can have is it. Is this appropriation? Am I doing appropriation? Yeah, oh, wow. cultural appropriation. Three, okay, this you, is You take the one person of color. Yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> hey! <laughs> three three one. Hey. You take the um, least white passing guy here. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. It's, <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna um, be a pretty pretty good victory, but then there's gonna be at least one goal that's gonna give everyone an excuse to slobber over Atlanta anyway. Mm. So um, anyway, that so that's it, Atlanta. None of us think you're gonna beat us because you're just bullshit Dallas with the PR campaign. So. Yeah. Mm. It's a nice football stadium. Yeah, but um, hope you burn down again. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving it at that. You can always email us uh, some of your more brilliant emails at contact at from 202com Check out the full recap of the Wario Waluigi Derby on our website, viewfrom202.com, on the blog section. You know how to browse the website. Mm-hmm. You can find it. Again, best banter. We love banter. Alex JS85. Yeah, um, energy drink soccer liker owned so hard. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. Next week. One in the hand, one in the bag, bubbly. Look at the cash, look at the cash coming in. Come get your man, slow nigga bugging me. Just see the bag, quit out of jaw jacking me. Don't even pass me that, I don't want none of it. These niggas mad about it, had enough of it. Whoa, watch what you saying, how that poppin' is shaking. Got me hot as a laser, my posse dipping, I raiding. We act a fool for the paper, had a dream and I made it. El Camino won't take this, bitches guess over bait. Put the bread on me, bitch, bitch, you bet on my bacon. Pick it flat in the blanket, I might just roll out today. I might just roll out to Vegas, head back to my old ways. Cop a roof full of Asia hoes and you blow all day. Look at me, baby. Look at me, baby. Don't I look like a million? I'm about to clean out the safe. Don't I look like somebody that just be bodying everything? All that talking is great, but I don't be talking. I air it out. All the problems have gotten easy to bury. I'd rather drown him in Hendrix. I'd rather kiss on my Mary. I've been broke away longer than I've been rich. So until it levels out, I'ma take your mama to the Marriott and wear it out. Took me so long to get it, gonna spread it out. Let them know all about me when I'm dead and gone. One in the hand, one in the bag, bubble. One in the hand, one in the bag, bubble. Look at the cash, look at the cash, bubble. Look at the cash, bubble. One in the hand, one in the hand, one in the hand, one in the bag, bubble. Look at the cash, look at the cash, bubble. Look at the cash, bubble. I'ma need all the fries you can give me All the hot sauce, all the pies you can give me Better be all in that, you don't have me in the middle You better be all you can, get high in the minute Super fly for the Dumbos, plenty slides like a shuffle Hit the cadence on my young bitch Isaac Hayes, Billy Ocean, about the old hoe with the K-Stick Let my slippers at the function, it's hard to run the Gucci slides She got that you say you didn't have a husband I'm a stud, no cuckoo, Jackie Chan, no trouble Can't clean it with the beat, blood dripping from the cutthroat no, Lord, not me, I can never be the one you want to stuff for Money, money, that machine, guns, break the bell, got my stuff R.I.P. the times that I was broke, after life in 9-11, folks Mad back, lick it clean, dead presses in and I'm a local Cooking up canard, waiting for the antidote Running out of time,
bitches than a penny hoe. I don't do that. In my prison, you know what I tell you? Get over here. He's gonna get nasty. Fuck it. Fuck it. Stay the fuck out of here. One in the hand, one in the bag. Look at you go. One in the hand, one in the bag. Look at you go. Look at the cash, look at the cash bubbling. Look at the cash bubbling. One in the hand, one in the hand, one in the hand, one in the bag bubbling. Look at the cash, look at the cash bubbling. Look at the cash bubbling.